It's Monday, November the 8th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, China sizes up its green pledges and America opens its borders. First, the world in brief. China's state council announced new targets for cleaner air and water on Sunday, but warned it would be difficult to ensure that carbon emissions peak in 2030 and China is carbon neutral by 2060, as promised by President Xi Jinping. The council said that China, the world's biggest emitter of greenhouse gases, has, quote, a long way to go on environmental protection. For the first time since the pandemic began, on Monday, America welcomes all foreign travellers who would otherwise be allowed, provided they are vaccinated. The decision was announced in September. Other than American citizens, nearly everyone had been barred entry since early 2020. Land borders are to open, airlines anticipate an onslaught of bookings, and airports will struggle to keep up. Tens of thousands of Ethiopians rallied in support of the country's military in Addis Ababa, the capital, as Tigrayan and Oromo rebels drew closer to the city. On Saturday, nine opposition groups announced a coalition to oust Abiy Ahmed, the Prime Minister, politically or by force. They have been locked in a year-long conflict with Ethiopia's government. More than 2.1 million residents of the Tigray region have been displaced. BHP, the world's biggest miner, agreed to sell its stakes in two Australian coal mines worth $1.35 billion to concentrate on excavating higher-grade coal and building a greener portfolio. Its chief executive, Mike Henry, said that steel manufacturers who burn a lot of coal will be looking for higher-quality fossil fuels in order to reduce their emissions. Iraq's Prime Minister, Mustafa al-Kadami, survived an assassination attempt, escaping unharmed after an explosive-filled drone attacked his home in Baghdad's high-security green zone. No one claimed responsibility, but trouble has been brewing in Iraq since the disputed election last month, which pro-Iran Shia groups claim was rigged. America condemned the, quote, apparent act of terrorism. Elon Musk polled his Twitter followers over the weekend, asking them if he should sell 10% of his Tesla stock, worth around $21 billion. He promised to abide by the result. By a 58-42 to margin, his followers said he should sell. Mr Musk, an increasingly vocal critic of Democrats' plans to raise taxes on high earners, could benefit from selling now. Capital gains rates may soon rise. A federal appeals court in America temporarily blocked President Joe Biden's mandate that employees at large private firms be vaccinated against COVID-19 by January 4th or submit to weekly testing. The conservative-dominated court, based in New Orleans, said the requirement raises, quote, grave statutory and constitutional issues. On Friday, 11 Republican-led states had sued to halt the mandate. The White House has until Monday to respond. And fact of the day, 50%. The chance that Americans born in the 1980s have of earning more than their parents. For those born in the 1940s, that figure is 90%. 
And now, here's today's agenda. Build something, maybe. The rest of Biden's agenda. America's House of Representatives voted twice on Friday, once to pass President Joe Biden's infrastructure bill and once to clear the way for passage of his social spending bill later this month. What that measure will ultimately look like remains a mystery. The House has one version, which would make preschool free, subsidise childcare, spend lavishly on climate readiness and expand Medicare, America's federal health insurance programme. If the Congressional Budget Office, a non-partisan entity, says that it will not add to the deficit, it will probably pass on straight party lines. But Senate Democrats are working on a pared-down version. The House bill's $1.75 trillion price tag is far less than the White House had wanted, but may still be too much for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, two moderate Democratic senators on whose votes it depends. Both chambers hope to pass their versions by Thanksgiving, a tall order. X Factor Birth Control in America Texas has banned most abortions, and in December, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in a case from Mississippi that could result in similar laws being passed in more states. But on Monday, the Biden administration will strengthen access to reproductive health care by introducing new rules on Title X, a federal program created more than 50 years ago to improve access to birth control. In 2019, the Trump administration introduced a rule that organisations receiving Title X funding could no longer provide abortions. As a result, around a third of providers left the scheme and the number of women who received contraceptive services dropped sharply. The new rules will allow abortion providers to return to Title X. The Trump-era rule was portrayed as a pro-life measure, but by rolling it back and making it easier for women to access contraception, the Biden-era rule is likely to reduce the need for abortion in the first place. Making History The Chinese Communist Party Plenum A high-level Communist Party gathering convenes in Beijing on Monday to enshrine Xi Jinping's place as a giant in party history, alongside Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping. The plenum of the Central Committee, a body comprising 370 members of China's political and military elite, will vote by Thursday on a resolution on party history. It is only the third such resolution in its 100 years of existence, after ones issued by Mao and Deng. With it, Mr Xi, China's president, seeks to cast himself as the rightful successor to these two influential figures, a leader who will help China build a, quote, modern socialist country by 2035. His ability to put forth the resolution is a signal of his power a year ahead of a party congress at which he is expected to secure a third five-year term as leader. Mr Xi seems assured of making history for years yet to come. Fintech Frenzy Paytm goes public Five years ago, on Monday, 
the Indian government abruptly recalled 86% of the country's banknotes. Millions suffered, but Vijay Shekhar Sharma, the founder of Paytm, celebrated. The company, India's leading digital payments platform, was an instant beneficiary. In the years since, the market has exploded, but more thanks to India's national mobile payment system, introduced in 2016, than to demonetization. Paytm now hopes to become a, quote, super app, offering its 450 million users a range of services, from buying film tickets to securing loans. But it has piled up losses and faces fierce competition. PhonePay, owned by Walmart, Google Pay and Amazon Pay, have similar ambitions and deeper pockets. Little wonder then that the firm wants to go public. This week, in what could be India's biggest ever IPO, it seeks to raise $2.5 billion at a $20 billion valuation when it lists in Mumbai. Mr Sharma, who owns a 14.6% stake, may soon celebrate again. Hidden Steel The Promise of Ultra Hard Wood Wooden tools were eclipsed by harder and more durable metal implements long ago. But metals are not renewable. Scientists are on the hunt for something that is. Tung Lee, a researcher at the University of Maryland, wondered whether wood could be made strong enough to provide the solution. His recent report in Matter suggests that it can. Mr. Lee used chemicals to remove a portion of wood's structural compounds and compacted the remaining components before heating, drying and oiling the residue. The end result was a material twice as hard as aluminium and nearly as hard as copper. It can be honed. When examined under a microscope, knives made from the treated timber were three times sharper than those made from steel. Given that such blades are light, renewable and rust-proof, wood may well be set for a comeback. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Dorothy Day, who was born on this day in 1897. It is people who are important, not the masses. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 